what is going on everybody welcome back to day one of the live or live stream of nfl draft day recaps as always my name is garrett i'm here with my co-host what to do what to do this Jalen prince here at tdsm we love having guests and today we got a big fan of the show we were a huge fan of his show as well we got jim from fan of the van jim say hi to the people all all four of them what's going on all four hey man jim are you in the truck yeah it's the fan and the van it's not the original. It's not the original van that I started it with. It's actually my buddy's van. I had to bring this little light thing in here so people can actually see me. I'm not about to start draining people's freaking batteries. So, oh, no, what kind yeah. of cigar you got? Uh, San Giuseppe. There was something I just grabbed out of the little humidor thing I got and just said, "Screw it, I'm lighting this up tonight." There we go. A victory cigar. For Project Jones, yep. That's a good pick, man. Well, let's get right into it. So, first of all, like, Jim, tell everybody about your show, man. I mean, like, I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, it, it's just raw, just unfiltered opinions on everything going on in sports. Yeah, it's pretty definitely. damn funny. Definitely raw, unfiltered. Um, that's why I pride myself on being real and honest when it comes to it. Um, it ain't made for kids, I can tell you that. So, I'm just going to let you know if you let your kids <laughs> listen to it, you start hearing them say, you know, I'll try to keep it clean here. You know, if they start screaming, you know, F that predator in Cleveland or whatever, just you as the parent, you let them listen to it. I didn't yeah. tell your kid to listen to it. You chose it. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. And my Jags were doing that during the preseason when he was with Cleveland. It was just beautiful to see. It's always fun to see a, oh, yeah. a group of fans come together to tear apart someone who deserves it. That is true. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it, man. So, I mean... This is a fun draft. Like I wasn't even mad about some of the picks. Like there wasn't, there was a couple, there are three picks that I hate and we'll get into that later, but like, there wasn't really any inherently terrible picks like who, but who do you think won? So Jim, I'll start with you. Who do you think won the draft this year? Or at least the first round Houston. Houston. Okay. Fair enough. Jalen, what about you? Between Houston and Philly. Yeah, honestly, and I'm, I'm, my Seahawks would be number three. And my Seahawks would be number three. I'm with you both. I mean, it's Houston or Philly. I mean, honestly, you can flip that stupid coin that dude perfect brought out to see who won that game or won the won the round, whether it be Houston or Philly. That trade took everyone by surprise. But to land both your quarterback of the future and arguably one of the best edge rushers in the entire class who's just an absolute dog both on and off the field. Like, I, you can't hate it. But then to be Philly and fall backwards into two of the best defensive linemen in the draft, like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I mean, one was by luck and circumstance. The other one was actually by skill and trade. And Houston still has, like, 11 more picks in this draft. Yeah. Like, they're going to be fine. D'Amico Ryan is going to be set up for a great first season. The thing oh, definitely. Is- the thing is with Houston, it was um I was sitting next to a bunch of Falcons fans um at Buffalo Wild Wings when I was watching the draft and I was just they went up and they already had number two. The fact that they were able to trade up to get the number three pick and they didn't have to give up a whole lot. They gave up they gave up only a first round pick for next year along with a third. Um and like to, for them to be able to pull that off, to me that was a good deal. They didn't have to give up too much. And to get both your franchise quarterback and CJ Stroud, uh, and you get Will Levis, the best de- and the best, uh, defensive player in this draft, you get them. 
um, you're gonna be you're gonna be set for a while. And with tomorrow coming, there's only so unlike you can only imagine how Houston's gonna get even better. I mean, it, it, first of all, it's hard to get worse unless you're Tennessee. Um, but I'll take any or Titans Cleveland. fan smoke or Cleveland. I'll take any Titans fan <laughs> or Cleveland fan smoke any day of the week. I don't care. You're all terrible. Um, Jalen, I'm sure you got a team that you feel the same way about that you'll take all the heat from them any day of the week. Oh, Cowboys, easy. Oh, oh, we got to add Cowboys <laughs> to the list. I'll take all your, I, I'll take it all. Both barrels, let's go. <laughs> also, how does Dallas ruin the Nolan Smith pick? Can you imagine having Micah Parsons and Nolan Smith as bookend edge rushers? No, because like, again, you're talking about dreams and Cowboy fans love to dream. What was, they, what was with that reality. ad? What was with that ad where they had like? First of all, she was the perfect Cowboys fan, always saying they're going to the Super Bowl already. Like I don't know if they did that on purpose, or they were being satirical, but they're like, "Oh, we're going to go to the Super Bowl." I'm like, y'all say that every year, yeah. and you never do. You haven't yeah. been. In, I have my year. I have my yearly giggles almost every time. It's great. Um, my <laughs> yearly, my yearly rants where I go onto the Cowboy Hater Nation. Facebook page. Um, right now, we're up to twenty-five. Uh, we're getting close to about over twenty-five hundred, uh, hundred members. Oh, I gotta hop on that page. I'll add you to. It. I'll add you to it. Please do. I gotta hop on that page. Well, I gotta like, have some fun with that. L- literally, we're having a whole lot of fun with it right now. And the fact that that they took a guy that nobody's really heard of from Michigan. Um, of course, you're gonna add depth to the D line. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you didn't really add nobody. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at that. The fact that they took him, uh, Amazi Smith, out of Michigan over Brian Bressy from Clemson, that surprised me. I mean, that, over over so many players, like there were so many picks they could have made. But like at that point, like what is what was y'all's biggest surprise? Like who do you think? Dropped the farthest. Um, to well, besides me, Levis. Nah, I didn't. Okay, yeah, I'll be honest with you. That one was that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not even gonna say one. I'm gonna say that all the receivers that were projected to be in the first round did make the first round, but they didn't get drafted until the 20s. You and I that one kind of surprised. That one kind of surprised me. You yeah, and I, I called that, it, way. but I didn't expect it. No. I now, want, now Quentin Johnson to the uh, to the Chargers. That one that was not a surprise to me. Uh, the fact that Baltimore actually got a receiver that one did surprise me. I mean, Baltimore getting a receiver didn't surprise me. I mean, especially because they just signed Lamar. Which before we get into more draft stuff, like I know we'll get in everybody's take about that. I mean, it was about time. Dude got paid. We're happy for him. I mean, Jim, I'm not, I'm sure you've heard Jalen and I say this a thousand times. Like we're always happy with like. Get your bag. I don't care if you're getting life changing money, especially if you've earned it. Go get it. Like, no, we can't fault you for it. Like, I, I loved Juwan Taylor. I'm, you know, I'm gonna miss him in Jacksonville, but he got life changing money, and yep, he's right. gonna most likely be in the best scenario to get a ring next year because he went to Kansas City. Go. I'm happy for you, man. Go get it. I'm not gonna. Ho- I'm not gonna hope you fail. There's some people I hope fail, but that's just because they're awful people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they're awful people, I hope they fail. But I mean, so let's get into it, man. Like, so Jim, we'll start with you. How do you think your Steelers are doing after day one of the draft? Honestly, I didn't think that they were going to trade up with New England, like because the rumors were for weeks they were trying to go up to nine, 
and trade with Chicago. And then that's when the Eagles swooped in. So then I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, they're going to sit at 17. I knew they weren't going to get Gonzalez because Gonzalez had a, a horrible meeting with the Steelers. He came off in a way that Tomlin didn't really like it. He felt he wasn't going to add to the dynamic in the team. Right. And honestly, O-line and protecting Pickett was the biggest thing they needed. And I think they went and they got the best guy that they feel can do it. And not only that, you reunite him with George Pickens. Right. So now Kenny's got more time in the pocket to get Pickens the ball. And it helps Najee because now you got this guy who creates bigger holes. And Najee will rush for over 1,000 this year, barring any type of injury where he has to sit out for a couple of weeks. He's done it for the last two. He went for 1,000 yards the last two years on just sheer talent and will alone. But now if you give him more of an offensive line, it's only going to help more. Jalen, what about you, man? How do you think Seattle's doing? Seattle's don't, doing better than what I thought. Um, as you can see in the background, that you look at the last few picks that we've had in the last two years, uh, you're, getting, you're getting Walker. You got Walker at running back. I was a great pick. You get Kenneth Walker in the fourth round. Um, I was a little bit shocked about that one, but after, see, after actually watching him play, I'm like, all right, we, we scored on that one. The biggest thing that I've talked about for years is fixing the offensive line. You drafted Charles, you drafted Charles Cross uh, with the ninth overall pick la- like last year. Mm-hmm. Ended up being one of the best offensive linemen in, the, in football last year. One of the biggest surprise uh, would be this guy, Abraham Lucas. We got him in, we got him uh, with, 70, uh, with the 72nd overall pick. Uh, bro was a right tackle and he was sensational throughout the entire year. And you saw the success that Gino was having um, throughout the season as well, where he had a where he had a, a redemption type year for him. He so played like he was supposed to coming out of the draft <laughs> when he was being or when he was coming out of West Virginia. He played like everyone thought he was supposed to play. It just took him eight years, but he got there. And la- like, and then you go to the second round. I'm um, not second round. You go to the last last uh, seventh round, and you get Tariq Woolen. And we all know how that one worked out. Oh, he was second in defensive work of the year behind Sauce Gardner, but he still was one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Um, and then fast forward to this year, you, you add on to Tariq Woolen with Devon Witherspoon, who I was kind of shocked with because I was thinking, oh, Jalen Carter's right there. We need to be we need to be for our our front, get better at that position. Um, but we didn't. We took Witherspoon and looking at his film, dudes play physical, he'll hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got good press cover skills. His ball skills is okay. He doesn't get a whole lot of interceptions, but he does bat the ball down a lot. He he plays. He defends it real well. Um, Jack getting Jackson Smith and Jigba that was exciting to me because when you look at our receiving core, um, Tyler Lockett is still one of the best deep threats in the game. He's still going to make plays. <coughs> Excuse me. You good, um, man? But. When you take account that he is going to get up there in age, you add a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's a who's a precise route runner, a playmaker, and he could take a game over. It it, it just it's huge, it's huge, and I love it. It made me feel better about the night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you guys, Jim and I were going back and forth pretty much for the entire draft on Twitter. I mean, I thought y'all were going to take Nolan Smith. I really did. Him falling was my second biggest surprise of the draft. So for those who didn't see our tweet, like we, Jalen and I pretty much agreed on these 10 things. And for two dudes who have no fucking sources, 60% is not bad. 
we we actually did pretty good <laughs> for picking out or for just pulling some stuff out of like just sheer kind of thought and instinct. So we had Stroud in the top 10. I've been saying that for weeks. For weeks, I have been saying Stroud in the top 10. I was. We here. said either, we said it was him and Bryce that was going to be one or two. Just, yeah. you know, which order yet. Which, I mean, Jalen, I don't know how you feel about this or Jim. I'm, I'm guessing you might feel the same way as, you know, I do, Jalen, you as well. The hate for that dude who has done nothing but ball out coming out of nowhere, like two weeks before the draft, is it. It's just frustrating, man. I mean, like everybody who listens Wait, to our show, who, who, who exactly? Uh Stroud. All the that's, hate only, com- that's only because bro didn't like want to pass a test or something. So some people aren't good test takers. I I'm one of those. I'm people. A, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. There's plenty of people. Who good t- Me included. Yeah, but also like you know, Jalen and I preach it all the time. Jim, you said it on your show today, and for those who haven't listened yet, go listen to Jim's show. It's fantastic. Today was a great episode as usual. The tape is what matters. I do not care what you say on paper. Paper doesn't matter. Paper, it's it, it's dumb. It's like unless, almost, unless you got to sign, unless you got to sign the contract and sign that paper to get money. That's the only time paper matters. <laughs> 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 Stats on paper don't matter. It needed, you know. Oh, he scored a eighteen on his S two, which I don't even know if that was ever confirmed or not. But like. Who cares? Look at what he did against Georgia, which as a Gator fan, this hurts to say, but that is arguably the most NFL ready defense you can see at the college level. Dude balled out. He didn't throw, he didn't turn the ball over. He put on a clinic for how to pass the ball. And without Jackson the Jigma. And think about it, he didn't have Smith and Jigma and he didn't have Harrison Smith for the rest of the second half. Yeah. And he did great. Dude balled out. He passed. Makes, you, makes you want to think. Makes you want to think like what would happen if like you know the star receivers that were going against that Georgia defense would have done if they would have played the complete game. Exactly. I think Ohio State could have won that game. I mean, like the biggest thing for me was like he passes the eye test. He uh, both on and off the field. The thing about oh well, he and the measurables off, and the measurables. Or, oh, he blew off the Mannings. Who cares? One of you is good. One like Peyton was good. Archie was a bum, and I, I have no issue saying that, but he also played for a bad team in New Orleans. He was part of one of the only defeated teams in NFL history. And Eli fell into two Super Bowl rings. Like, it, they're not football royalty. I don't care. And the other Manning that's on the come up is going to be in the quarterback battle with uh, with a dude with a mullet. Right. Did he shave the mullet or he still got it? He's, he's, <laughs> he's still rocking the mullet neck beard. He still got a mullet. Hey. <laughs> I, I respect the lettuce when I see it, if it's good. However, dude, dude balled out. He held his own. Like, it, it's who cares? And he skipped on the Manny Past Academy to help his teammates get ready for the pro day in the draft. At least that's what I remember reading. Or he, it was something to be with his teammates. That's a good reason to miss a passing academy that isn't mandatory at all. Like, it's that. It's the test score. Who cares? He passes the eye test. He's a great leader on the field. He stays calm and collected. stop who cares it's like the same people who were talking about uh joe burrow's hands when he was about to get drafted like oh he's got little hands man i'll never forget that that was the biggest load of crap i heard they said the same thing about jared Goff. his clap back was the greatest thing ever he goes you know due to my small tiny hands i will now be retiring from football before i'm ever drafted like it who cares (laughs) if you can ball out I don't care. It's dumb. Like, and, but and if you're not going to play well, we can see based on film. Like case in point with Johnny Manziel, who was supposed to be that dude, you know, for the house that Johnny built, the the 
oh, bum of the SEC. Like I called it going in. I'm like, dude is not going to work. He's a bust. He has it's half of his passes are 50-50 balls and prayers that are going to a 6-4 future Hall of Fame receiver in Mike Evans. And I'll call that now. Mike Evans will be a Hall of Fame receiver. Without a doubt. I could make those passes. And I was a bench warmer wide receiver in high school. Like, <laughs> I can make those passes. Come on now. Like, we, we can see what this is. But I'm, I'm going on a random tangent here. I'm, I'm going to pull back a little bit. We all knew Stroud was going to be a top five pick. It was You're an idiot if you thought otherwise. Uh, I had Levis to Indy. Uh, Levis falling out of – I have never been more happy to be wrong about a pick in my entire life. The mayo-eating, full banana, no taking off the peel – or mayo-coffee-drinking – full banana peel on eating, you know, SEC mid quarterback from Kentucky. Like it, Jalen, I know as a Bama fan, you watch some of his stuff too. And Jim, I don't How much college football do you watch? A little bit, but you know, um, I think with Levis, I think a lot of it is he comes off like that frat boy mentality mm-hmm. a bit. And a lot of teams were kind of like, ah, you know what? We really don't need that in this locker room because we've had that in the past. And the new head coach in Indy worked with Jalen Hurts in Philly. So Richardson was going to be the better pick there for mm-hmm. Indy over Will Levis anyway. So No, that's fair. And they got, speaking of mullets, they have Gardner Minshew starting for probably this season. And then they'll end up being out for a year or two. And Richardson will start next year. And, you know, everything will yeah. be fine. Jalen, I know you, you know, as an Alabama guy, you got to watch a lot of Will Levis, Kentucky, terrible passing attacks and everything, you know, throughout his career in Kentucky. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, did, I don't think dude ever threw for 300 yards in a game. He threw it for a couple of times. Um, it's did just, it, you, when you look at his tape, nothing really, nothing really kind of stuck out outside of, yeah, he dude's just a big, he's a big guy that with a strong arm. But, even I was listening to Sports Center right after the draft, and Tom McShay, uh, who actually had a chance to meet at Alabama's Pro Day, he was talking about how Will, like Will, never really trusts his eyes. No, he really never trusts his instincts when you look at him, whether he's in the pocket or whether he's scrambling. Not to mention, he plays like a linebacker at the quarterback position, which is not mostly, which is not the safest and best like type of option that you want at the quarterback position. You want a guy that's going to be able to stay durable. And when he plays like his style of play is one of the reasons why he got banged up so much or like late in his career at Kentucky. Um, yes, he has some talent, but nothing really stuck out where you could see him be able to translate it and translate it into the next level and have a whole bunch of success. You know so, who he reminds me of? If you're going to say Carson Wentz. No, Ryan Mallett. The old Arkansas quarterback. I remember, yeah. I remember who was an that. absolute – had a cannon for an arm. He could throw, he's Uncle Rico. He can throw that ball damn near a quarter mile. And he just has – he can't put it together because it's all arm talent. Like, I don't care if you can hit the crossbar from your knees. Like, it doesn't matter. But And Jalen, you're right. He did throw for 300 yards three times this season against Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, and Northern Illinois. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I could throw for 300 yards against any of those schools. Yeah, probably. I am 41 with a bum shoulder, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on limb. I think Calvin. I think Calvin Trees would have got like over 300 yards against those jokers. I think he probably did. I mean, he got it against Nebraska. Come at me, Nebraska fans. I don't care. I will <laughs> bury you every day. 
<laughs> oh my god, I, it's that was so much fun. Uh, other ones we had, we had Jay. I thought you were gonna make it like a corn farming joke on that one. Nah, I'm not that corny. Um, <laughs> my worst joke of the night. Thank you for laughing at that. All right. We had Richardson to Seattle, which he went to Indy, which I feel like if he didn't go to Indy, he would have gone to Seattle. We had Jalen Carter not in the top 10, which he went in number nine. We were almost there. We had Bijan in the top 15, which he's going to Atlanta. God help him. Uh, we had the Jags going offensive line first, which I'm I'm okay with the pick. Doesn't have to be flashy, but that's what when he that's what franchises who are in the position that are, you know, can win now or in is they take the not flashy picks. They take the best guy available who's going to help their team. And I'll, I'll defend my pick later. Jets did not take a wide receiver, which didn't surprise me in the slightest. I had Tyree Wilson before Anderson. Um, I had the Bears going offensive line first, and we had no receiver in the top 15. So for two dudes with no sources, 60% is not bad. I'll take it. I'll I'll hang my hat on that one. But, I mean, before we go into it, like, okay, state of my team, I'm happy with it. Like the picks, I think, you know, it wasn't the flashiest pick. We're able to trade back some draft capital. There's rumors we're going to try to make a push for Buda Baker from Arizona to come and play safety. That'll be interesting to see. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. There's all rumors, but I don't mind bulky trading back for more picks. That's fine. I'm cool with it. Now, what do you guys think some of the worst picks are? Because I got three. Jalen, we'll start with you. Who are your worst Um, picks? I want to hate on the Cowboys, and I will later on, but not right now. Um, <laughs> dang man, there was actually a lot of good. There was actually a lot of good picks. There weren't many. Um, there weren't many bad picks at all. I got a couple. There were not. There were not uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to find it. Um. Oof. While Jalen's looking, Jim, you I got hate that. Yeah, I don't have to come back on that one. Yeah, Jim, what do you got? Honestly, I think Baltimore should have drafted Addison. As much as Steeler fans would have hated it, mm-hmm. because you know obviously Addison was with Pickett and Pitt before he transferred to USC. Zay Flowers, he's talented, but I think he's too small for the AFC North. Fair and the AFC as it is. Um, and again with Lamar, as much as he's improved, he's still inaccurate, and I have a feeling this kid's going to get hurt a lot. Just like Bateman, he's going to get hurt a lot. But then again. We could be proven wrong, and he could be the second coming of, let's say, Marvin Marvin Harrison Sr. He reminds me of Steve Smith a lot. He's a small, scrappy receiver who's got – and they actually compared him to him live, and I I like the comparison. I mean, he's a small, scrappy receiver. He's quick on those out routes. He's got a really quick release. He's only gotten better at route running. He's got good hands. I think he'll be fine. I don't don't hate the pick. The picks I hated – are and I'm gonna get some smoke for this. As I don't care, especially from Charters fans. Y'all come at me. We owned you. Uh, I hated. Um, Quinn Johnson. Well, well, before we get into that one, the the biggest nothing burger ever was the Packers and Jets trade for first round picks because both of them had a great opportunity to take full advantage of other needs on that team, and they both messed it up. Lucas you get rid of Rodgers and still they don't draft an offensive weapon no no so and you you drafted a defensive end which you didn't I mean you, you kind of needed but you could have waited till the second round when all the receivers were available when all the tight ends were available you could have got an offensive weapon don't like the Lucas Van Ness pick 
And I hate the Will McDonald pick because I feel like he could have gone later in the draft. Like he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's the big 12 leader in sacks. He's a talented player, but he could have gone later. Y'all could have traded back and gotten him then. Like it's surprising to me. And then the other pick I hated because now uh, the Chargers have three of the same freaking receiver was Quentin Johnson. You have a tall route running guy. The only thing that separates Quentin Johnson from Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is the fact that I think Quentin Johnson is the second coming of Kelvin Benjamin. Um, and Kevin Green Bay, I, I was thinking about Green Bay with uh with um Lucas with uh Lucas Van Ness, and I was th- and I thought about the Jets pick with uh McDonald the fourth. My only thing is why I didn't have them as far as like dislike. Because I actually like um I, I like almost every pick in this draft. I, yeah. I would lean more to Green Bay than I would the Jets. Here's the reason why: with the Jets, they were already loaded at defense. Um, uh, in general, mm-hmm. um, could you say they could get they could have got like Miles Murphy out of Clemson, who now who's now with the Bengals, possibly. But I think they went more along the on uh, the line of fit. What um what did they like personally? That wasn't a big need that they needed at defense. I thought it was gonna go more on the offensive line type route. Uh you just get Aaron you just get Aaron Rodgers. Um you were still not sure about Makai Becton as far as with his health. And you had to call in um Deontay Brown to help you out on offensive line last year. So I thought it was gonna go the offensive line route with the Jets. But the the fact that they went defense and it was already loaded, you can never have too many pass rushers. So I didn't knock that a whole lot. That's fair. Um with Green Bay. Yeah, I'm still along the line, dog. You, they still did not go. All, they still didn't go weapons. I'm thinking they're gonna get Darius Kincaid, not Darius Kincaid. Uh, no, I'm right. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. I'm thinking Dalton Kincaid. Gonna, yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking they're gonna get Dalton Kincaid. Uh, a tight end. I thought they were gonna get a receiver on like Addison, Flowers, uh, Smith and Jigba. Somebody uh, to help to help out Watson. And you just like already going into the season as Jordan Love is your quarterback. I uh, wouldn't it be smart to be able to get another weapon in there that got some elite talent. Uh, I think it would be. Heck, even if you did get Johnson, and I know a lot of people will question it, but heck, at least they finally got a weapon that like has some promise. But uh, I think I would lean more to Green Bay. The fact that they went defense once again um, for the last few first rounds, mm-hmm. even now that Rodgers is gone, uh, I say that's the most disappointing to me. I wouldn't say I hate it because it's an edge rusher. And I don't knock a team that gets way too many edge rushers um, unless they're the San Francisco 49ers. That's fair. Also, shout out, Dave. Welcome to the chat, man. Uh, Dave from 1420 is going to apparently be chirping in when he's done walking the dog. <laughs> so, but um, I mean, hey, I'm excited, man. But like, so what is a pick that and I'll, I'll explain my Quentin Johnson comparison to? I think he is the second coming of Kevin White or Calvin Benjamin. If you look at his tape, if you look at him when he's impressed, man, he doesn't really fight for the ball all the time especially on some of those inside slants. He has a lot of body catches or Michael Floyd was the other guy I was thinking, or I compared him to the other day when we were on with um, sports after dark. I don't, man, I, 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 again, I want to be, prove me wrong. I don't want you to fail dog. Prove me wrong. I don't see it. I'm looking at the tape. I'm looking at the level of competition. I don't see him, you know, being that dude at this level. So he's going to, thankfully, he's going to be the third wide receiver till you know, Jimmy Noah talking about it. So Keenan Allen or Keenan Allen finds a way to break his foot or something, which I'm not hoping. <laughs> That'll happen. I don't want him to be injured. We're not hoping for an injury, but he always finds no, a way to get hurt. Happen. Yeah. So until Keenan Allen gets hurt or until Mike Williams gets hurt or somebody gets hurt, 
He's going to be the number three guy. But they're all, you cannot have three of the same wide receiver on a team because then you have no – you don't have a guy. Like Mike Williams can stretch a field. I'll give you that. And Keenan Allen's a route technician. I'll give you that. But you don't have a slot guy. You have three six three plus receivers. You you need Keenan Ke- Allen is a slot guy. Keenan Allen's a slot guy. I apologize because he's a slot guy, route running guy. So you have two of the same dude on the outside. Like it doesn't help. I'm gonna go to your Steelers, Jim. I mean, like some of the best. Uh, they set the playbook for what you could be for a good receiver class. You have, and now the Seattle now Seattle's doing a similar thing. You had uh, Bartavis Bryant, who was your field stretcher. You had Deontay Johnson, who was on the inside, who was your, or not Deontay Johnson. You had Antonio Brown, who was your slot route running technician. And then I think, was it Sammy Coates, who was your big body target? Who was at one time? Yeah. Yeah. So y'all had, you had Sammy Coates at the time. Yeah. So you had the, the speedy field stretcher. You had the speedy inside route running slot guy. And then you had the big physical go up and get it guy. You need one of each. You can't have three of the same receiver on the team. It doesn't work. So, and I mean, Seattle did a great job with that. Seattle now has your speedy field stretcher and DK Metcalf. You have your possession receiver and Tyler Lockett. Now you have your slot guy and JSN. I mean, it's going to be great. So I don't, I don't, I, I hate the pick. I hated the Chargers pick. What is a pick that you guys actually like didn't expect, but love? Cause I got mine and I'm excited for this one. So I'll go for, I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. I think. The one that I didn't see coming, but I absolutely did love. And I'm trying to make sure. Uh, you and I might be on the same page with this. I want to see where you go with this. There was a there was a lot that was unexpected, but I actually did love that one. Um, Jalen Carter to Philly. Okay. Think about this. The Eagles brought back Fletcher Cox. They let go of Javon Hargraves. He's now with the Niners. Curses. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Davis was injured during last season. He's coming back to another season. Going to continue to get better. Right. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, those are the veterans that can still produce. But they ain't got to do too much because that whole spot is loaded on the defensive end. Look at how they ended last year in the Super Bowl. They couldn't touch Patrick Mahomes with a wooden stick. They got cooked. They couldn't get no pressure. Right, and, and then they had trouble stopping the run with uh, Isaiah Pacheco. So what do you do? You load up. You load up at that spot, knowing that you beat the Niners, and they didn't have Brock, and they didn't have. I almost said Brock Powers. Um, they didn't have uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. And then, you think about Brock. Your, and then you think about your division, how the Giants loaded up, how the Washington Football Team. Washington Commanders, they were able to run the ball on you in in that Thursday, not Thursday, uh, Monday night football game. Hmm. So you load up, you load up once again because you had Jordan Davis who was out with injuries, and you right. saw it affecting your defense. Even though you went out and got free agents, you get you get Jalen Carter. He was sit, he was sitting right there for you on the taking. Even though you traded up a spot, you still were able to uh, still able to go out and get him. Um, you get a guy like that. You add him with Jordan Davis. They got chemistry with Nicobe Dean, um, and now you add on Nolan Smith. But the main fact, the reason why I say it is Jalen Carter because of the talent level. You add that talent with an already stacked up Philadelphia Eagles squad. So your defense is only going to continue to get better for mm-hmm. the next few in next years to come. So when Fletcher Cox calls it a career as the Philadelphia Eagles, 
you're 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 taking care of with both Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. So that was a surprise to see Jalen Carter fall that fall that far because I thought my Seahawks were going to get him or anybody else that were ranked ahead of Philly. But the fact that he was there, the fact that he was there for the Eagles to take him, um, Carter's one of the reasons why I think the Eagles won the won this year's first round draft. Fair enough. And I mean, like, it, that's something that Philly's done. A, Howie Roseman's done a really good job of this, and Philly's done a good job of it, too. They're not only drafting for, like, this year. Howie's been, how been sensational. They're drafting for next year, which is smart, because Fletcher Cox has one or two years left in the max. Some of these other guys have one or two years left in the max. So you're allowing them to learn behind a veteran presence who's been in this game for 10-plus years, and then you're not really losing a step when they retire. So I like the pick. I mean, I, I like the decision. Jim, what about you, man? I honestly was shocked. I got to go with Jalen's team here with them getting JSN. Um, I honestly thought right there they were gonna they were gonna grab Jalen Carter, but I also think getting JSN Tyler Lockett's coming towards the end, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So getting JSN in, in essence is Lockett's replacement, however long t- Tyler Lockett goes. Like if he decides to call it quits after this year, you have your replacement. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And Tyler, Tyler Lockett, you already have it. And you've already been acclimated to the system anyway. No, I mean, that's I, I think they should have went and got Jalen Carter, but the GM of the Seahawks. So, but I, I, you can't knock it either which way. If I were the GM. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would ask Dave uh, who, who his, uh, if he likes his Broncos first round pick, but he doesn't have one. So, uh, <laughs> thank <not> y'all. <laughs> Technically, it, that would be Witherspoon. That would have been their first round pick. That's but true. He's not, but he's not CEO. <laughs> Honestly, so my favorite pick of the draft was Jack Campbell. Let me guess. He kind of fits the nature. It kind of fits the nature of what Dan Campbell wants to do with the Lions. He's it's that, and if you look at the duo of Rodriguez and Campbell now being your two inside linebackers. You've got your two. You've got one guy who's arguably one of the best inside linebackers in the class, if not the best. You have him who can now kind of sit back and be your kind of defensive quarterback, and then you have Rodriguez who has a nose for the football. And I'm I know I'm not the only one who watched Hard Knocks and fell in love with the dude. Like I, I love the I dude's player. I love I the did. attitude. Yeah. I'm excited that he's doing well and he's starting. Like kid can ball. So I'm excited to see that linebacker duo. That's about to be gross up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Detroit had trouble stopping the run last season, so he can help out with that, both from a, a physical standpoint, being like very big and covering gaps, making tackles, but also from a schematic standpoint where he can put guys in the right position. Because a lot of us, I think now in the football world, we're really starting to take for granted and under and like underrate and undermine the importance of having having that that um that quarterback in the middle linebacker on the interior linebacker spot. You look at guys like Fred Warner, uh Bobby Wagner, uh Derek uh, like Darius Did he change his name now? Uh yo, who did um like what like what linebacker linebacker from South um linebacker from the Colts. Darius Leonard. Leonard. But did he change his name though? I don't know. I think it, I thought he changed his name. I don't know. Shaquille uh, Leonard. Shaquille, uh, I think uh, I think he changed his Sha- Shaq, Shaq. Leonard. Yeah, he changed his Shaq Leonard. Okay. Um, 
So you look at guys like that that are quarterbacks, but also be able to make plays mm-hmm. on, on the field from being laterally quick. And we all know Fred Warner, who's the best linebacker in football, and I hate to admit that because he's a Niner. The dude's importance as far as like both as a as a run stuffer as well as a pass protecting, not pass protecting, but a pass covering coverage type linebacker. And when you add a guy, and like hopefully that's what they're trying to get out of Campbell because again, the Lions were one of the worst you know, the rushing defensive run teams mm-hmm. in the league last year. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like, it's, I like the pick and you're right. I mean, it's, that's something you need. And all the good defenses have that uh, quarterback who's sitting there, middle linebacker, who gets everybody in line as much as we, you know, make fun of the Patriots. Brewski was that guy in New England for years. Uh, the Jags, I know we miss Pazlesny when he's gone, but now we got a Luakon. So now you see what happens when you have that guy who can just sit back and be like, no, stupid, you go here, you go here. This is what the play is. Let's go. So, I mean, you got Bobby Wagner back. Jim, I mean, was I hope you enjoy Miles Jack. I don't know if he's still there any, or not anymore. Um, I think he's still a free agent. No, well, he's probably not getting signed. Um, and then I know y'all had Devin Bush for a little while, which that's a whole different animal that we don't need to get into if Seattle we don't want to. <laughs> Seattle can enjoy him. <laughs> Hey, if Devin Bush turns it around in Seattle, then good for him. But, you know, Pittsburgh knows what they want, and they felt that his time was, you know, his time was done in Pittsburgh. And, hey, he got his money. He got whatever deal he got. Can't knock it. Hey, good luck to you. Can't fault him for it. So, I mean, let's get into day two, guys. It's almost 1 a.m. Eastern time, so it is – it's going to be a busy weekend for us, man. <laughs> so day two, I mean, Jim, what do you think? What are you looking for for day two? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think Levis, go- I mean, Levis obviously goes in day two. Do you think he goes early? You think he goes round three? You think who, this will be a fun game. Who do you think goes first, Hooker or Levis? Levis. Levis. Jalen, what about you? I'm going Levis Um, if it's a team before Seattle. Because uh, I think I still want Seattle to try to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if I had to choose one, I would choose Hinton Hooker. But that's just me. Simply because uh, and Hooker, his style of play, he moves. Even though Hooker tore his ACL, given the circumstances and like how he looked off his tape, Hooker moves a whole lot better. And he will fit the scheme that like Shane Waldron has in Seattle compared to what Levis would bring. Mm-hmm. Plus, Hendon Hooker, you don't hear no bad, you don't hear like no type of red flags with him within a locker room. Um, but I think Levis is gonna go first because I think the teams that are picked ahead of Seattle, um, they're gonna get they're gonna get that quarterback right before like we do. I think Hooker goes before Levis. And before we get into that, Dave actually made a great point. So he says, why would Atlanta uh and Detroit pick a running back in the first round? not a missing piece for either team and the cheapest position to fill on the free agency market. So Bijan to Atlanta, I understand. Cause as great as Tyler Algier, as good as Tyler Algier was, I don't want to say it was great, but as good as Tyler Algier was and as good as Cordero Patterson was Cordero Patterson is old and he's getting to the point where it's about time for him to retire and Algier is solid, but he's not a do it all back. Bijan's a game changer. So I'm not mad about that pick. The pick that surprised me is uh, Jameer Gibbs to Detroit. That 
shocked me. And okay, I think, yeah, that kind of, yeah, that surprised me. That, that surprised me. That and made it, no sense. No, actually, it does. Actually, it does. What does? How does it make sense? It look at DeAndre Swift is about the same type of back that Jameer is. The only thing about it, Swift has been dealing with injury problems the last few years. You don't hear that with Jameer. Um, for what the Lions want to do, they want to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to get another type of back that Jamal Williams is until like later in the, later in the draft or possibly in free agents. I got to go back and look what they did in the offseason with them with free agency. But with Jameer, uh, ultimate playmaker, a guy that's going to make. Uh, that's right. Goss. Jamal Williams left in free agency. <laughs> Shoot. He's in New Orleans. That's right. Um, He's an Nola guy now. Yeah. Uh, with Jameer, he's gonna make the life of Jared Goff a lot easier because he's a guy. Uh, because Jameer's gonna make people miss in space. Mm-hmm. Look at that division. You got the Vikings defense, you got the Packers defense, and you got the Bears defense. Uh, Jameer, uh, I think Jameer is gonna be one of the top ranked fantasy players, fantasy rookie players going into next season. Oh, for because sure. Because of the type of scheme. That the Lions run with that offensive line, with the with the constant improvement of that line and the schematics of the way they do something, uh, Jameer will succeed in that offense in general. Uh, so it makes sense because you want to get a playmaker, and there's nobody else in that like in the remaining draft that could make plays an elite level playmaker that like that wasn't named Bijan Robinson. Yeah, so that's there fair. Was, so. Jameer was there for the picking, and you get him, and now you're set. So not only do you have one DeAndre Swift type guy, you got another, and that's an Alvin Kamara type guy, and Gibbs. So it makes mm-hmm. sense, but when you look at it in totality, the Lions really didn't need much in, as far as this draft. They just needed everybody else to continue to develop. They needed to stack up on talent, and, and not they did gamble that on the team facilities. And they and like and they did that. <laughs> Uh, from the running in the running back room, adding Gibbs. That's that's a good point. I mean, if it's when you look at it that way, it makes sense. But it, I, if I'm DeAndre Swift and I'm watching the draft, and then I don't get a text or a call or a warning or nothing, and then I see the Lions have picked Jameer Gibbs, I'm calling up coach and be like, No, 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 no. you can't what? do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Mm. Think about this: one single running backs don't run the league like that no more. It's by committee. You mean Derek Derrick Henry? Outside of King Henry. <laughs> it's by committee. Look at Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco, Jared McKinnon. Committee. You look at the Eagles. Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Boston Sanders Scott. gone now. No, I'm talking about last year. Okay. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and uh Kenneth Gainwell by mm-hmm. committee. And for a lot and for a lot of the racist fans out there. Jalen Hurts, just to make them feel better because they don't see a black quarterback like that. <laughs> Some of them don't see a black quarterback like that. So just point that out there. Uh, you look at the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, um, Dallas, J.K. Dallas, healthy. Uh, and whoever, and like, even, didn't they bring back Le'Veon Bell one time? Who? Gus Edwards is the other one. That's right, Gus Edwards. No, Le- Le'Veon Bell is on the practice squad somewhere. Le'Veon Bell was there for like uh, five seconds. Yeah, he's uh, on a practice with, squad somewhere now. You look at you look at the Steelers. Even though Najee Harris is like the head is the head um, head back, they ha- they got two other guys that stepping there along like with Snap, like with Benny Snell and uh, some Edmonds. Jalen Warren. Yeah, Warren. So they got it by committee. One running back is not going to be able to take you all the way unless it's King Henry. 
or Saquon. But either way, it's going to be by committee. So, if, like, the point about, like, DeAndre needs to go ahead and call and ask him, like, what's up? No, 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 no. You're still the head guy, but if you don't put in that work and knowing that you got injury problems, you got to understand. What about Josh Jacobs back, over in Vegas? He's still the dude, but you still get – like, remember, one running back is not going to be able to carry unless it's King Henry. One running back is not going to be able to, uh, be able to carry that. You need a committee. I think my favorite thing every year is watching the Derrick Henry trade rumors. One day we're going to talk about that because it, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping <laughs> that thing goes through. Going to <laughs> as, as a Jags fan, I'm looking on Facebook. He's going to feel it. It's over. No, I ain't going to go that far. Yeah. I'm come not going to go that far. Come on. It's going to be fun to watch. Remember, super teams do not always win a, win a Super Bowl in the NFL. Anything can happen, bro. Hey, all right. I mean, that's a fair point. But before we get into day two of the draft, I, I want to get into a couple things real quick. Jim, I know you and I are not fans of the Rodgers trade. I think it was one of – it's the most over – this is worse than the LeBron. No, I like the trade. This is worse than the decision from LeBron to the Heat thing. Like, this is – we knew about this for months. We all knew it was happening. I, they're like, oh, we're this close. I'm like, you've been this close for three weeks. Either do it or don't at this point. Like, but I, I, I like the trade for Green Bay. I hate the trade for the Jets. Because the Jets got an aging locker room dumpster fire who is now about to be under the media microscope of New York and is going to get eaten alive. And the fact that, like, I know, Jim, how do you, here, let's, let's, let's get into this. How do you feel about like his whole like speech thing? Because his speech thing, first of all, there was a huge pause moment in there when he said he's going to make Zach Wilson's life heaven off the field. Oh God! What are you doing? Oh God! I mean, I watched that popping mushroom taps in a fucking dark cave somewhere. I really don't know how he's making it heaven for him. I just, the, the whole the whole trade is just in two years. The Jets are going to be right back in the same predicament again. Hundred percent. And he's not going to mentor Zach Wilson. He didn't mentor Jordan Love in Green Bay. So all of a sudden, he's going to just change his ways going to New York now. And, and New York is a bigger media outlet than Green Bay ever was or is as far as the sports market goes. Right. So the minute that the Jets fail, and they will, when they don't get to the AFC Championship game and they don't win it, they don't get to the Super Bowl and don't win it, the same Jets fans that were clamoring for this and sports media guys that love this trade are going to be bashing it in two years' time. Or even if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year and he decides, that, ah, screw it, I'm hanging it up, the Jets are going to be screwed anyway. So yeah, well, he so they converted part of his contract into a hundred four. He's making hundred four million dollars this year. He could retire. Shit in life. Exactly. <laughs> I made the wrong decision growing up, but like he he's making hundred four million dollars this year. He may not come back next year. He may take a shot and be like, yeah, I don't do this anymore. I'm done. I just made a hundred million dollars. Never have to work again. Uh, I'm gonna go on a different route. I actually like the trade with Aaron Rodgers. I didn't like how long it took for them to actually get done, but I like the trade. Here's the reason why. Now we can look at and now remember the trade. The trade that the Jets used to get Aaron Rodgers, or the pack, or the pack, uh, like in the first round pick that the Packers had for getting Aaron Rodgers, 
They wasted it with getting Lucas Van Ness. And the Jets, they both wasted their picks. <laughs> Not really. Uh, the Jets were fine. Eh. They finally agree. No, disagree. The Jets got what they uh, got what they wanted. They wanted Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So within the draft, they just needed to load up in other areas. With the Packers, they lack and want they lack a lot of things in a lot of areas, but really they lack on offense. I think so, they're banking on Justin Ross because Justin Ross is up there right now, isn't he? No. Who is who's the Clemson receiver? Ross is in Kansas right City. Who's the Clemson receiver who's up there right now? It's not Justin None. Ross. There's a Clemson receiver who's up there now. None. Justin Ross is in Kansas City. There's another and... Clemson receiver who's up there right now. Hang on. They keep doing anything. I'm gonna look this up because now it's killing me. But yeah, like with the Jets right now, they're in the they're in a spot where they really didn't need much in the draft, but to load up. They just need to load up on talent right now. There's not a big need. The biggest need was quarterback. They got that. So now they're good. The um they still need to load up on the offensive line and other areas, but right now they're like this draft for them is more of a load up type of situation right now. It's not much of a like you gotta get certain uh positions in certain areas. You gotta get that dude. You don't have that you don't have to get that dude because you just traded to get that dude. Fair enough. I just it, here's my thing. So like it's it's uh Amari Rogers is who's up in Green Bay right now. He's a return specialist. Oh no, he's in Houston. I lied. I'm I'm doubly wrong. Still, okay, still, no, still never mind. Return, yeah, still a return. <laughs> never mind. Specialist. There's nobody up there. I apologize. Yeah. I'm gonna say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need help yeah. though, man. We all so know. So I think after this first round, after this after the first round, I'm like Jets won. The, no, the Jets won the. Mm. Green Bay after the first pick. round, Jets won. Jets have won first round. I'm interested to see what they do after this. The I Packers mean, would have won this trade if they would have got players that that almost everybody know that they needed. Gunter Kunz is always going to mess it up. <clears throat> that's why I said the Jets won. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. So, I mean, they, they both blew it. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with this. But, I mean, they both absolutely blew it. Um, I, I'm excited to see the New York, uh, sorry, the New Jersey dumpster fire, because you don't play in New York. Um, the New Jersey dumpster fire, I can't wait to see it. It's just going to be... I'm going to give I'm gonna give the Jets a shot. They're not going to win the division. Um, they're, not gonna win the, they're not going to They're not going to the playoffs. They're not winning I, the I'm AFC. not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. They are not the best team in the... They are the third best team in the AFC East. But I still got them, and they can still make the playoffs. I'm going to give them that respect. Here's the thing. I'm going to give that defense respect. I'll, no, I'll give the defense respect. Williams, and I'll give Garrett Wilson respect. Sauce, CJ, and now like you know, now you just load and now you just all you have to do is just load up on talent and be as consistent. Robert Sala's still a defensive defensive coach. We still gotta see how that develops. But the defense was top notch last year. If they're able to be top notch this year, that team can make the playoffs. Now that you finally have a quarterback that ain't Zach Wilson or Mike or, or Mike White. Mormon Mahomes. Um, sorry, want to be Mormon Mahomes. Let me fix that. I don't want to insult Mahomes like that. I mean, Jim, what do you think? I mean, for me, like, I don't think the Jets, they're not, they're the third best team in the AFC East. They're not, he went from a quarterback poor division and, oh, hang on. Dave said too bad Nickelodeon didn't have a draft room feed. Levis would have rather been slimed than having the nation watch pretending to read text on his phone. (laughs) That was good. Dave, that was fantastic. Jalen, did you hear that? I'm trying to think. Like you mentioned Nickelodeon, I'm trying to figure out like which show I can make a joke out of that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's t- that was great. 
Oh my god, he's got to put he he would put slime in his coffee and drink it for flavoring. Um, but oh, Jesus, mayonnaise in your coffee? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's I'm a comment. There's a comment in there, but I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm already <laughs> on fire. <laughs> I'm not swinging at that. <laughs> but it's look, the Jets, are the third best team in the AFC, is went from a quarterback poor division in the NFC, where you don't have a huge plethora of NFL elite. And somebody's gonna come at me on Twitter. I don't care. Um, you don't have the plethora of quarterback talent that you have in the AFC. You have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence. You have who else? Who else we got in the AFC? We I, if Russ can get Herbert, Lamar, Herbert. If Russ can get his act together, you have Russ out here. You have question mark is going to be on two in his health. If two was healthy, he's a great quarterback. You yep. have. Great quarterback play out here in the AFC East. The AFC East. Now you got now you got Stroud and, and Stroud with the Texans. Now you got Stroud with the Texans. You have uh Richardson and the the mustache the man himself with the Colts. You've got and I'm talking about Mitchell. Actually, we're not gonna count I Richardson. I think Mitchell. I think he's gonna I think I think Richardson's going like he's Richardson sits for a year. It's fine. I'm not worried about yeah, him. So Richardson like, sits for a year. But you have so much talent at the AFC. You have so much you're not you haven't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. Your last Super Bowl, and he's, was, one in, and he's one in four in conference championship games, and couldn't even beat mid Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he couldn't. You can't be Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and thank that, you for and not, that was his fault. And, and thank you for not calling him fault. by his nickname. We we have a policy on the show where we yeah, you, you earn your nickname. It, it. it ain't given. It's it's Danny Tumbles, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I will call <laughs> you by your uh, or Daniel overpaid. I won't. Be, <laughs> like I can't call you by. I can't call you dimes when you you throw you you have. Spare change and touchdowns, but you have millions in the bank. I don't understand it. But you you earn your nickname on the show. But I mean, you Jim, I mean, you said it. Like it's it is his fault for blowing that game. He chokes. He's going to choke this away. He gave them a list of who he wants. And I don't care if he said, Oh, I didn't give him a list. You gave them a list. There's no way you didn't. But I, I'm I'm gonna get off the Rogers tangent. I I hate Rogers. I can't wait to see him. I cannot wait to see this blow up in their faces. It's gonna just be a beautiful thing i can't wait and y'all can call me on that if i turn out to be wrong i don't care but let's get into a little bit because we're we're definitely we're running close to an hour now uh day two what are we looking for jim day two what do we think is going to happen uh what do you think your team what do you think the Steelers is going to do because now y'all have the <laughs> this is an audio friendly uh part right now uh jalen has changed his background on the zoom meeting to be squidward in a box begging for spare change <laughs> That's good. Jim, day two, what do you think? I mean, I think your Steelers take a defensive back number one overall for starters. But what are you, what are you looking for at day two for rounds two and three for you guys? I think the second round, I think they go in secondary. Okay. Because DBs and stuff like that, you can find later in the draft. And the Steelers are proven to do that time and time again. Um, I honestly think they're going to bring the family dynamic into this. And I think they're going to bring in Joey Porter Jr., I don't I see why not. I got a gut feeling. I got a gut feeling, and you can't go wrong with it. I mean, you lost Cam Sutton to Detroit. Mm-hmm. You got to replace him. James Pierre isn't, but he's not Cam Sutton. And not that Cam Sutton is Richard Sherman or Deion Sanders even, but you still got to replace the guy. Right. And Joey Porter Jr. to me, or the other guy, uh, forget his first name, his last name is Branch. Either one of them works for me with the 32nd pick. I think Branch is better at safety than he is at cornerback. 
Well, they need that help too because they yeah. want Edmonds to Philly. They need safety help, but I think Branch is better at safety than he is corner. I think if you're going corner, you take Porter Jr. for sure. And not only do you, you know, you bring family into it, you keep home state talent in state. He went yep. to Penn State, so you're going to bring more Penn State fans over to Pittsburgh who just love Joey Porter Jr. Kid's a dog. I, I think he's going to do just fine. And he, and he replaces Patrick Peterson when he retires after this contract's up because Peterson. But pretty much this is the last team he's signing with. I'm surprised he's still and, in the And league. this is the swan song. I'm surprised he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm he's still not, I'm not surprised that he's still in the league. I, I, I thought he would go ring chasing, which I, I'm not going to fault you for. I thought he was going to chase a ring. So but that's where I'm at. Jalen, what do you expect from the Seahawks in day two? Um, we got two – let's see. We got two, two second-round picks. Mm-hmm. We, got num- we got right now we're at number six. Um – I expect us to go defensive line, offensive line. Maybe we add another weapon or two um, on offense. I can see us go into uh, inside linebacker as well. I know we brought back Bobby Wagner. Uh, we still got Jordan uh, Jordan Brooks. Then we just get, who? And, oh, also we got Devin Bush. Thank you and thank you Pittsburgh. Um, so there's still <laughs> a jury out on that one as well. But uh, I can see us go safety again, even though we went out and got Julian Love. I wouldn't be surprised if we do that, but really I'm just hoping that we'll go edge rusher. I think he'll do. I think he'll go D-line for the second round for, for the majority because, I mean, you have you have the capital. You have the picks. The defense beyond that's pretty <laughs> solid. You just short up the opposite corner, Tariq Woolen, with Witherspoon, who's going to do just fine, which, I mean, if you look at Jalen Ramsey, just because you don't have interceptions in college doesn't mean you won't get them. Ramsey had, like, two interceptions in college, and then he got, like, four in his first season in Jacksonville. So, like, it's – Sometimes it's just luck of the draw. I think Witherspoon's a good pick. I think he'll do just fine. And I think, real quick, I think, and that was actually one of the comparisons that I saw with Witherspoon. He does remind me of Jalen Ramsey. He's a short Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's literally a short Jalen Ramsey. But also, I'm looking at the remaining prospects at edge rusher. Uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech is still available. Uh, Tuli uh, Tio uh, Paluto out of, out of USC, he's still mm-hmm. available as well. Derek Hall from Auburn. Isaiah Foskey from uh, Notre Dame, B, um, BJ uh, Ojolari. Ojolari is from uh, like he's still available uh, from LSU. Byron Byron Young out of Tennessee still available. KJ Henry um, from Clemson. There's a lot of edge rushers that are still available that mm-hmm. can fit our scheme that will yeah. grade it real high in this draft. So I I really do hope that we get edge rushers going into the second round. I but, think you guys will be fine. I want to talk to. Jim, I think since you guys, I think you guys go defensive back first pick. I think you go linebacker second pick because there's still some linebacker or middle linebackers available in the class. That way you guys can replace the, the whole of Miles Jack and Devin Bush that was both empty in this season and in the offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense to me. I think my Jags go defensive back. I don't think we have much of a choice if there's any available. Um, I because we have two holes on our roster, we have two holes in our depth chart and it's defensive back and it's uh offensive line so i don't think we double up on o-line i think we go defensive back real quick jim uh, jim i know you got uh roger roger jones out of georgia but wouldn't it like wouldn't it be like wouldn't it be wise to try to get another offensive line uh continue to build up your offensive line well they kind of did that in free agency here and there um, the rumor was apparently early from what I read to beef up the defensive line because apparently the commanders are looking to either trade Chase Young 
or Montez Sweat or both. And there was one report that the Steelers were willing to offer James Daniels in a 24 pick to get Chase Young. The offensive line, honestly, I think Patrick Jones is going to wind up replacing Dan Moore because Dan Moore can't protect a wet bag of sand for shit. That's one. And, um, but they can find an offensive lineman later in the draft. I mean, again, they find these diamonds in the roughs everywhere. I mean, you, you look on defense. Alex Highsmith is a prime example. Nobody even knew who Alex Highsmith was. They let Bud Dupree walk, and Highsmith took the role right over. And now, look at him. He's due for a big payday at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see, man. I mean, it's with the thing we always try to stress everybody. We have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, it's a situation where, like, we can speculate all we want, but we have no idea. I mean, I I think I think you guys are right. I mean, I think it would make sense for them to go offensive line in the second round, but also Jim, you're right. They can find diamonds the rough later in the draft. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's for me, uh, it's, I think Jags just keep plugging their holes. I think everything keeps going. Uh, I would be remiss by the way, if I didn't mention uh, Jalen, it is now four twenty-eight. Uh, it is April 4th. Sorry, April. You can tell it's been a long day. It is April 28th, <laughs> 2023. And the Hawks are no longer in the NBA playoffs which we all saw coming, (laughs) which talk about a madhouse. I don't know if you guys have been seeing the pictures and this is a quick little tangent. Uh, So they have the Hawks game tonight. They have the Taylor Swift concert tomorrow. And then they have the Janet Jackson concert the next day. Well, Janet Jackson was supposed to be tonight. Yep. And they had to reschedule tonight. Yep. They had to reschedule because apparently we can't hit a game winning shot. Uh, but I will say that uh, apparently they're already lining up for Taylor Swift merch, which I don't understand. But that's this is not a, a music show or a pop culture show. This is a sports show, so we will not be getting into that. Uh, what we will get into is our favorite question in the show on Jalen. You still on me, Doug? Question of the night. Well, question of the show is Jim, it's a hot dog sandwich. <laughs> Dave, stay yeah. out of this. <laughs> Yeah, say, it is. Yes, we finally don't have an argument. <laughs> we finally don't have a debate. It's a, it's a sandwich. Dave, don't don't chime in. I don't need to see you typing. <laughs> oh, he will. I know he will. It's a sandwich. It is substance. But this is. I'm sure everybody is sick of hearing this. I don't care. It's every question. With this is something we ask. Any guests we have on the show, we ask this question. I need to start keeping a tally. See where everybody's at. And when we eventually become a big enough show, we'll probably make that a Twitter poll. I mean, that'll just be fun. But I mean, it's. It's a sandwich, but that's not it's that's a different rabbit hole we're going into. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for the draft recap for day one. Jim, I appreciate you coming on, man. One more thing, oh, on hang on, real quick. Um, I, I want to go back to that B. John Robinson draft pick okay. on the draft with uh, the Falcons. I'm about like fifty fifty with it because my grandfather called me after the after the pick happened, and I'll remind you, I was sitting next to a Falcon fans at yep. Buffalo Wild Wings. Sorry, Dave, just um, wanted said no. <laughs> I was fit, I was fifty fifty with it, so I'm a, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try my hardest. The positive things out this you get a stud talented running back who mm-hmm. doesn't have any track record of having any health issues. Um, is able to play. Not gonna wait able, for that one. Um, yeah, is able to contribute both on the passing game as well as the run game. Their offense, the scheme, he will fit the scheme in which Arthur Smith has been wanting to run since he's been to Atlanta. 
Um, you saw what he did with Derrick Henry, where they literally ran themselves into a conference championship. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping to be able to get that out. He'll be able to contribute in the passing game a lot, like what basically a lot of people are thinking he's a bigger, blacker, dreadheaded version of Christian McCaffrey. That's what they're hoping on. Um, so I saw the Danny Tomlinson comparisons. I actually like. I that saw comparison. that too. I, saw I like that. that. I like that so comparison. A only lot. Ger- only Gerald will come out on that one. That's the mm-hmm. positive of it. I if hope he that, is. Here's the negative. They could have got Jalen Carter. They could have got defenders. Hey, they could have got uh, Chris, um, Christian Gonzalez, your boy Gonzalez from Oregon, to go alongside with uh, AJ Terrell. Dude, his drop surprised me. And uh, and you add him along with that. So when you take that to account, they really should have gone defense. Now, this offseason, they did a terrific job on defense addressing that. You get Calais Campbell. You add Calais Campbell to be able to give a little bit of help to Grady Jarrett. You get Jesse Bates at safety needed, mm-hmm. um, very and much. You're, and you're able to, and if you're able to continue to develop Richie Grant, that's going to be positive for them as well. And you add Jeff Okuda. If you're able to get, if you're able to develop and pull out the best version of Okuda, it's going to pan out to be on, uh, be good on the opposite side of Terrell. But they should have gone edge rusher. I thought they should have gone edge rusher. I know Ty, uh, I know the Raiders took Tyree Will, um, Willis, um, Wilson from uh, Texas Tech. They took him early. That one actually kind of surprised me because I thought they, I thought that was going to be a team that was going to get Levis. But uh, with Atlanta, I really thought they should have gone defense. So I get the positive of it, but definitely going to be on the negative side. Um, but like, I had to get my negative response to it because I know there's going to be a lot of Falcons fans that's going to be questioning that because they wanted to go defense. And just another year where the Atlanta Falcons are not going to get a Georgia Bulldog on the team. I mean, I, I like the pick. I think that it was good. One. I think I, I like the pick. I think it was a good decision. It, it's always risky to take a running back early, but sometimes it pans out. I that mean, it panned out. Reason. Yeah, uh, it, I, it's. I, I just don't believe in. I just don't believe in drafting drafting running backs early that early in the draft unless you're one of the teams where you said. You actually need a back. You need, a and they did. Back. They did need a back, though. They, they didn't. They had other issues yes, that they needed did. to address. No, they had other issues, but they needed a back. If B. Yeah, John but Robinson that was a big. That, that was a big look, bro, dog. If Jalen Carter fell to your lap, I, I'm I'm sorry, man. I, I like the pick. I'm not mad at it. Is a pop, Dave? Stop it. Dave just asked if a pop tart is a sandwich. No, that it's not. That's not no, a that's a pastry. Not. Pastries aren't sandwiches. <laughs> I thought it was a toaster strudel one time. Neither are sandwiches. Yeah, no hit. He literally <laughs> sent me a chart and it says true neutral is a ingredient neutral and structure neutral. Uh ingredient neutral is can contain a border scope of savory ingredient. Structure neutral, the container must be on either side of the toppings, but not necessarily two separate pieces of bread. And in the middle it says true neutral, a hot dog is a sandwich. You made my <laughs> argument for me. <laughs> Dave, I love you, man, but you made my argument for me. You literally just agreed with us. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. All right. Well, let's go right. Let's let's go ahead and close out the show. But man. also the other reason, though, they just had Tyler Algier. So Lions have DeAndre Swift. Yeah, but yeah, but Swift is injured prone. Algiers a goal line back. B's so could be the second. Bijan could be the second coming of Ladanian Tomlinson, or he could be the new Saquon or Christian McCaffrey. That is the level that they but see. But dog, him if you had, if you already had a back that you you know believe in, I'm thinking you got to load up on defense because again, bro, bro, like, do we got enough time to talk to the NFC South? Uh keep it quick. 
No, you look at the whole division. The, that division's that division's more wide open than Waffle House. You look at the you look at the Carolina Panthers. They just drafted um Bryce Young. He's gonna be developed. The offense line ain't that bad. The defense and like Carolina's defense is very underrated. Separate separate cornerback. They still need work on that one. Well, um, but their their defense is very underrated. Weapons wise, um, they get they might have a run game. Mm-hmm. Receivers, they got to be able to build on that. <clears throat> uh, you look at the Saints. The defense is not going to be the same, even though they got Brian Bercy. When mm-hmm. that was a steal, that, that was, was a, steal. a steal. That was a steal. He's the Jalen Phillips in this year's draft. <laughs> yeah, that was a steal. Um, their their defense is going to be good. Offense, they've been missing a quarterback since Drew Brees and Sean Payton left. And so that's still open. They're still beatable. And then you look at the Bucks. They ain't got Brady no more. They got uh, they got Kyle. Tra- they got either Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. And their defense is gonna like get a lot of the guys that were like hurt last year coming back. So mm-hmm. the quarterbacks in question um, for the Bucks, um, young team in Carolina with the with a very underrated defense. And you got the defense of the Saints, but your offense is gonna be a huge question mark whether Derek Carr is going to be able to get it done with those weapons. With all of that said, you got an identity with Atlanta. They want to be able to run the ball effectively. Case in point, you're using Kyle Pitts as a blocking tight end, which is asinine. No no, hashtag free Kyle Pitts. Absolutely um, free Kyle Pitts. Good God. <laughs> but like you you take all that into account. They they say that they believe in Desmond Ritter. Question marks are going to be on him. But your defense, like, yes, you added pieces, but you still ain't got the edge rush. So, Dave said NFC South is a 2023 version of the 2022 <laughs> NFC East. Carolina has punt or has a puncher's chance. That's fair. Everybody got a puncher's chance in that. That's division. fair. I'll give you that. What I think is going to happen, and why I think the Falcons did what they did, is they're going to rely heavy on Bijan. They're going to rely on Desmond Ritter, and if and that's Ritter, a bad thing, if Ritter fails this year, who is coming into the draft next year? Jalen, Caleb Williams, exactly. In can't miss. North Carolina. You can't miss. You will pick one of those guys. Arthur Smith will be fired because he's had three years to succeed with a team, and it's yep. not working out. So Arthur Smith is gone. You have a new coach, and you can draft the heir apparent a quarterback. It's a win-win. You're either right with Desmond Ritter and Bijan being the stars or the, the core for the team. You could run similar to what New York is doing or what Tennessee did, or you fail spectacularly. You have a new front office, and you get you draft the new quarterback for your team. I, I see no fault in anything. So I'm I'm good with all of it. But all right, let's wrap it up. We're running pretty tight. Jim, where can the people find you, man? We always love when it, thank again. Thank you for coming on, man. I'm sorry we kind of if we Any found problem. some weird tangents, man. It was definitely fun to have Not you. Good, good. We'll have to come, we'll, we'll get you back on again once the season starts and preseason definitely. and everything else for sure. But where can the people find you, man? Uh good pods, the Odyssey app, uh Spotify for podcasters, Apple, Google Podcasts, another one. Pretty much anywhere there's a podcast streaming site, Fan in the Van's on it. Yep, with the same ways. You can find them on Twitter, too, at Fan in the Van. If you guys want to see an uncensored version of what we do, listen to his show. It's always fun. You can find us, as always, on Facebook, at 2 Dudes of Sports News, and you can find us on Twitter, at TDSN Pod. That's going to be the best place to interact with us. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the live stream part of this portion. Uh, this is going to get released later, as usual, for podcasts and everything. i got a plan for that um so hopefully you guys are enjoying it we're just we're trying to iron everything out with it there's a couple wrinkles in it still but we'll we'll get there um as usual we want to do our shout outs so you want to get your shout out here's what you do 
like comment rate you know tell your friends tell everybody you know if you like the show especially leave five stars leave comments leave all that if you don't like the show this never happened you're not getting the 75 minutes of your life back and i will never try to give it to you um but <laughs> you don't need to fight back with a bad review because it doesn't help me it doesn't help you who cares this ha- never happened you go your way we'll go ours we appreciate your time um but if you want to get your shout out here's what you do you rate comment all that fun stuff and people who are getting the shout outs this week got to give a shout out to our man uh also with the wrestling world podcast obviously jim thank you for coming on over fan of the van brent and david 1420 dave thanks for being active in the chat uh bsing sports podcast brutally on a sports podcast with aaron and jd they're coming on tomorrow i think it's just aaron it might be aaron and jd we'll see uh nate's daily wager uh Darian over at Chill Takes, him and I were going back and forth on Twitter all day. We have literally, we have been mirroring each other's takes on this for 90% of the draft. It was hilarious. Uh, Level the playing field with John and Dave, uh, the We Like Sports podcast, Sports Betting with Jake and Scott, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris, the Refiltered and the Stupid History Minute podcast, and John over at Wrestling Fan Insight. Thank you all for your comments, retweets, reviews, all the fun stuff. We really do appreciate it. Don't know why it feeds the algorithm, but feed the algorithm gods. Keep this show going up the charts. We appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we'll see you next time. Peace.